Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, September 14th. Just the two of us today, as some of our normal co-hosts and or guest stars are busy making movies or working or yeah. maybe sleeping. We're we, doing this earlier than normal. We could have asked the cleaners to guest on this one, but it might have been <laughs> yeah. weird just out of nowhere. Like, when you're done with that sweeping, you want to come and talk about <laughs> movies? Maybe, yes. I don't He'd know. be like the best guest star, maybe. He's got the behind the scenes uh, stuff, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, there was a couple of pieces of gum. I, I don't know why he has a, like a Columbo voice or something. I wish Columbo was our cleaner. Yeah, getting to the bottom of another mystery. Speaking of that, though, this is something that's been in the back of my head for weeks. But then we get distracted, and then it's one of those things that an hour after we record, I'm like, oh, yeah, I wanted to mention that. Yeah. So we have lovely patrons. Mm -hmm, the best. As I mentioned a couple episodes ago, who will come and get brooms and sweep up their own popcorn. But over the years, there's always funny stories. The most famous one is Christy years ago. This might be seven or eight years ago. Found the leftovers of a full Thanksgiving turkey <laughs> meal Ugh. in kind of like tinfoil and wrappings with a plastic fork and the whole bit and bones just on the ground plastic fork too like it yeah. feels like that would have been harder <laughs> i know that's not the point of the story but and i picture them like slicing a piece of ham with a little plastic <laughs> fork on their knee so impressive that you snuck that in yeah because even if you had a backpack you think it would just have like pepe la pew fumes yeah. of thanksgiving dinner coming out of your backpack man but just Pick up after yourself. Come on. Yeah. And not only, and it was super messy. Like it was like they were eating like a Norse god with a leg of lamb and just leaving the leg on or the ground. Like in Rocket Robin Hood in the beginning yeah. credits. That's what <laughs> I think of Friar Tuck style. So there's that. Then there's a repeat offender who will see if they return who would eat. People laugh at me when I call them this, but I call them Christmas oranges. <laughs> That's what I've always. Oh, God. I, I think I've called them that since I was three and it just kind of stuck in my yeah. brain. Not only would somebody sneak in and eat those tiny oranges, they would leave a grenade shrapnel circle around them. So it was like they were comically kind of throwing them over their shoulder or throwing them to the row in front of them. And there'd just be orange peels like in this perfect circle around. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that. Besides for those kind of stories, everyone's good. We don't mind every once in a while. You sweep up some popcorn, you pick up a cup that someone forgot. Most people are really great about cleaning up after themselves. There's been a trend of late. And I swear it's the first time in a dozen years. And I don't know if it's because people are coming over from the multiplexes and people are more mean to multiplexes because they think it's a big, evil, faceless corporation. Hmm. But just people being extra messy and there being a bunch of napkins just crumpled up and left on the ground and that sort of thing. And it's you notice it. It's like it's like a footprint on the ground, mm -hmm. and you're like, that hasn't happened before. And and it's it's preaching to the choir because anybody listening to this podcast is probably a longtime Mayfair fan. But mm -hmm. you know, just just don't do that. That's not cool. Yeah, don't do whatever that is. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's like a viral trend or something to like <laughs> yeah. leave a weird a wadded football of napkins or whatever. It's a TikTok trend. Yeah, it's not great. I don't know if it's a, a CFL tie-in. I, I noticed that it might be a game day today. I'm confused. Like on the walk here, it was like they had the $20 game day parking across the street. Oh my God, yeah. So I was like, is it soccer? Like, I don't know. What game is it? Or are those just like warning you for future games? I don't know. Yeah, because I know like in our neighborhood, it hits. When a game comes to town, Yeah, it's yeah, it's every parking space. It's all the sidewalks filled and they all go and congregate in on the football field. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's funny. It's a, it's a weird thing. And I was just like, you know, if you're in a coffee shop, and you're done and you have a 
disposable cup. When you're about to leave, you don't kind of look over at the barista and give them the old, like, point at your eyes and point at their eyes and just drop the cup on the ground. Nah. Or when you're at a restaurant, you know, you kind of be as tidy as you can. And I have heard the argument, not here, but just out there, that they're like, well, I pay to get in. I paid for the food. It gives someone something to do to clean up afterwards. Oh, it's their job. That's yeah, easy. it's your you job. Hear. And it's like, no, we got plenty to do. Yeah. And, you know, if it takes you two seconds to not throw something on the ground, just uh, don't do that. It's just weird. It's just weird because genuinely I've only noticed it post-COVID times. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's like new customers who maybe got to be told like, hey, buddy, just throw out your own garbage. And it's more stuff for us to touch of someone. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know that we've got mandates and all that stuff and it's probably fine and i don't know but just like even think of it from that angle you're like you've been touching stuff you're probably okay but like why would you willingly want a stranger to touch your stuff you know (laughs) yeah not cool but yeah that's my little complaint that has been in the back of my head for a while and i just think about it every time i see a wadded up napkin on the ground i'm like oh dude that's not cool yeah that's not that's not right but then like i said that's not the norm and most people are insane and are like, give me a broom. I want to clean up. It's true. Yeah, we just have brooms sitting all around the cinema in case anybody wants to grab them. Or an impromptu curling game happens. Yeah. You know, people leave and we kind of we kind of like nod to them, like, huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And there's so many exits now to leave from too. So I think people would have fun ghost busting the place mm-hmm. because now we have that fog machine. Yeah. And it has the weight and feel of a Ghostbuster proton pack. Has the hose and the nozzle and the whole bit. All we're missing is, I've been meaning to do this, just getting a big sticker and slapping a Ghostbuster sticker on yeah. it. But I think people would do that for fun. Yeah. I think we could, that could be like one of those like inside baseball, come see what it's like being at the Mayfair. Oh, that'd be good. Good fundraiser there. We'd be like, <laughs> yeah. try on the Ghostbusting thing, a.k.a. clean for us. <laughs> clean for and us. you pay us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's been busy around here. What's really funny is that rentals continue, even in these times. And it's not too bad if it's like a birthday party or something small, but we've had a couple of public rentals in which you want to sell tickets to make your money back Mm -hmm. and in that case it's it's fine for us like they pay us the fee and they have their event and sometimes it's a movie that they have acquired or we get it for them but you got to think at most they're getting 75 people in whereas once upon a time they could get over 300 people in yeah so i think sometimes it's stuff that might have gotten a grant like an arts grant or something or they're they're actually savvy enough to be like look we're charging 20 dollars a ticket yeah but so that's been going well. We had in a video game party on the weekend, oh. which is like dreams come true, yeah. which is we had some technical issues before. This one worked totally fine. And it's just so great to see people playing Mario Kart four player on the big screen. Yeah. And it's a group of friends in here and they're all being great. They're all masked up and they're all keeping away from each other, but they've got their wireless controllers and we plug it in down at the front uh, by the screen. And you can play Switch really easily. Hmm. So that was really fun. And it's just it really is like we get spoiled because we can sneak in and watch movies or do whatever. But somebody like that, that's like some lifelong video game fan. Yeah. For the first time being like, holy cow, we're playing Mario Kart on a giant screen. It's always been my dream. I always wanted to play N64 here. And I'm like trying to figure out how that would even be feasible. Like, I guess if you just had an extension cord and a like long go... Can plug? you plug in? I know it's different, but see, the ideal with modern video game systems is we have an HDMI port down by the piano mm-hmm. and then a super long cable that goes all the way up through the ceiling, wow. all the way back to the projector. 
And then that allows you to easily plug in a modern hmm. system or a laptop down there. Yeah. Works really well if you're doing like a PowerPoint presentation or yeah. a wedding. You just plug in down there and you could have your slideshow. For older games, this is years back, we would do that. We plugged in. It's more effort, but you, you have to plug in to the projection booth. Yeah. Go out the projection booth door and then basically sit your Nintendo on the ledge of the balcony there. Mm-hmm. And especially if it's a system that you have to plug into with your controllers. Yeah. So it's doable, but it's just a bit more effort. Yeah. And you can't, not as much separation, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. But the modern systems are super easy because like the sound and picture go through that HDMI cable. It's just like Hmm. plug one thing in and you're done. So interesting. So pretty much anything with an HDMI, like, I mean, I don't know what scenario this would be, but if you had to plug a Blu-ray player in there, you could. Yeah. I'm not sure why that would happen, but. Yeah. Or like. I don't know. Do they have adapters so you can take uh, N64 and turn it into an HDMI That's cable? That's the old, age-old question because, like, I know that they do exist, but I've heard kind of, like, iffy, like, it's a little, like, wonky or is a bit yeah. lag, stuff like that, like, some sort of delay. But, I mean, it kind of shocks me because you think, like, that would be, maybe not a million-dollar idea, but, like, a very successful idea because there's a ton of people with older systems that want it to be HDMI. But at the same time, it might also be one of those things that just can never be perfect. Right, you right. Know? Like it's fine, but it's not perfect. And especially in the before times, people have asked us about having an event where we sell tickets or people come in some kind of like elimination round on a GoldenEye or a Mario Kart or mm-hmm. a Mortal Kombat or whatever. I just can't wrap my mind around it because having a private rental and you've got four friends or 10 friends and you're all taking turns and when you're not playing you're chatting with your friend or whatever but if we had a hundred people in here on a sunday night and the doors are just at six o'clock and they're paying some fee to get in but we've only got one screen which for the most part it's either you know if you're street fighter you're one-on-one if you're Mm -hmm. mario kart you could be four players i think there's some games where you could be more you could be like six players on screen or whatever yeah i just can't wrap my mind around how to do that feasibly say in the future when we're back to normal i I don't know how we would have a video game night especially if 100 people want to play exactly you'd have to do an all-day affair basically and that's not cost effective yeah i don't know and even when you see it in movies like we screened a couple years back that great documentary i highly recommend it i don't know if it's out there because it was a very small movie called ecstasy of order it's a tetris documentary oh right yeah it might be out there. It even might be on like, you know, Tubi or something. But mm-hmm. it's just about a bunch of Tetris players who are like the best Tetris players in the world. And at the climax of that movie, they have an event. But that is somewhere the size of the Mayfair. But everyone in the crowd is just watching. Like yeah. you're watching a basketball game. And then there's the dozen people going elimination rounds. Mm-hmm. And then somebody wins. Watching that movie here at the Mayfair with a decent sized crowd, the electricity in the air felt like watching the Stanley Cup playoffs or something. It was edge of your seat. Yeah. So people kind of make fun of professional video game players, but I'm like, I don't know. That was just as, had just as much drama as people throwing a ball around or anything. Mm -hmm. So we could do something like that if it was a hosted event, but it's just, yeah, it's, Getting 100 people to all get a turn, yeah. that would be difficult in three hours. Yeah, because I think the only way you could do it is if you had participants pay 10 bucks and get a sticker that's like, I get to play, and then watchers pay 5 bucks or something like that. Yeah. And even then, it gets a little tricky, but like that's the only way I could figure it. Because there probably would be people who would want to watch. Yeah. They'd be like, well, I don't want to pay the same price if I'm not even going to play. You know, I think that's you might run into that. Or if it was, the ideal would be something like it was a 
RSVP, but free. Mm -hmm. And it was just an advertising campaign, like presented by Nintendo because they had a new Mario Kart game coming out. Yeah. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. And just allow people to kind of play a bit or have some kind of competition. Yeah. And I mean, Targ would probably be good for a tie. Oh my God. As well. Like even if it was like a, you know, a one free play night or something like. But yeah, so it was a funny weekend because we had a private movie rental, pretty normal. But they watched a movie, and it was a, a bunch of slightly younger folks. And the nice birthday boy at the end, he said, I went to give him back his movie. And he said, oh, do you guys want to keep that? I don't have a Blu-ray player. So he bought the movie, I think, for like nine ninety nine on Amazon. Oh, man. But we're in that era, too, where a lot of people in their 20s still could be movie aficionados, mm-hmm. but don't purchase blu-rays or yeah. dvds it's purely streaming yeah so the and they still come to the movies they come to the big screen but it was very funny where i was just told lee i'm like well we just got a copy of this movie donated to our library because they just were like i can't do anything with this weird that's a that's and they obviously don't have a, a video game system then or a newer one anyways because maybe or didn't care maybe it was just like i don't need a movie yeah does PlayStation 5 have a Blu-ray in it? I think it has a 4K one as well. Too. Okay. Like, it's like, okay. Play, I know it plays UHD, so I, I imagine it's also back technology. But like Nintendo doesn't have anything like that. <sighs> I, I don't but even know anymore. But it's interesting. But it was worth his while to yeah. buy a $10 Blu-ray on <laughs> Amazon and they just say, you guys want it? <laughs> so and, uh, and good on him to not just return it to Amazon and be like, oh, it didn't work. Money back, you know? Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. like, my wife's told me before, like, this, just the amount of returns Amazon gets, it just, like, when you think about the cost and the and so much of it ends up in landfill, even though it's perfectly fine. That's a whole other guilt trip thing. But it's, I always, like, think that because I'm like, oh, I've definitely sent back a lot of things in my That time. was an independent filmmaker trick back in the day that I think they've caught on that... In the 2000s, you could go to Future Shop and be like, hello, good sir. I would like to purchase this camera on Mm -hmm. my credit card. And it had a 30-day, no questions asked return. Mm -hmm. So you would take it and then for five days, film your short film or for two weekends, shoot your short film. Keep your fingers crossed that you wouldn't drop it down a flight of stairs or anything. Then bring it back and be like, hello, I did not like this product, and get your money back. Yeah. And I think somewhere along the line they caught on, but I know that a number of student films and short films and stuff did that trick, Mm -hmm. and it was so much easier than maxing out your credit cards on rentals when you could just be like, yeah, I just got... And Because at that era, too, the -the off-the-shelf product was so good. Yeah. You could get some sound stuff and some camera stuff and be like, there you go. It's funny that they could have easily gone to like Club Saw or something or like there's places where you could have borrowed cameras, but you're like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Future Shop's right there. But yeah, I don't think they do that anymore. Nah. Smart though, I guess. And our other rental this weekend was a church, which is funny. A nice modern church, lovely folks. I think it's going to become a regular Sunday morning thing, Ooh. which is good for us because nothing is going on in here <laughs> on Sunday mornings. I come in, I've been coming in, and I just basically open the doors for them, and they have a technician, they set up stuff, they got some stuff up on the screen, they sing some songs. Again, all masked up, pro-vaccination, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Because me being a non-religious person, and just in the times we're in, you just think the worst case scenario is you allow somebody into your cinema home, and they're crazy yeah <laughs> you know it's that's fun. I, I never even thought of doing that so they they're not like watching a movie or anything they're just no it's basically they're a small uh congregation uh-huh. 
and again following all the rules like it was like less than 75 people hmm. and i think they might be signing up for the long haul and so it's Man, that's all so this is going to be a, a church a church on sundays yeah. like and it's it's, <laughs> it's the and i and very nice folks and i was joking with them i was like i'm coming in so i was like i'm glad you weren't like oh it's a 6 a.m church but yeah. it's, it's very reasonable i get here at 9 a.m their quote-unquote doors are at like 10 or 10 30 yeah they do their thing for an hour and then they mingle a bit and then they go and they clean up after themselves. They're Jeez. very nice. We were chatting about the next round of vaccination verification rules, and mm. they're all on board with that, and they're all on top of that. But it is funny to think that, and I laughed with the leader of this group, that they're in here when in the candy bar there is currently a poster for The Exorcist. Right. And he laughed, and he said they were at a hotel at one point where they were in on a Sunday morning, probably like the Western or something like yeah. that, or uh, Chateau Laurier. But they were at a hotel at one point, renting one of the rooms with their 75 people in there and doing their thing. And they had their audio video set up. And that evening or the evening before was some kind of like, what would you call it? Like a, it was an adult entertainment gathering. Yeah, like a lolly licks and whatever exactly, all that type yeah. thing. Yeah. Where the next morning was church. So they said, <laughs> we don't mind. We're used to being shoulder to shoulder with things that don't exactly line up with our events yeah so, which is also very nice of them because you would think that some might be like we can't go to that theater they're showing they're showing the exorcist yeah like, and i mean and there's definitely like content around here that's maybe like not what a older churchgoer such as my mother you know might love right but she's not gonna be like oh my word you know like it's a great no. building you know? and you think it's a great yeah it is a great building and and you know we got nice seats and stained glass windows mm. and they bring in their own keyboard oh wow and i told the guy i was like you should check out our piano yeah. because it might need a tuning, but you're welcome to use that piano on Sundays. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So, And it's just nice. Like I always think that being a business like ours, we're very welcoming to everybody. I love it when we get emails from people of various groups saying that they enjoyed seeing a certain movie here, a certain documentary, that outcasts coming to see stuff like Rocky Horror, stuff like that. I love that we're that. But at the same time, you see folks coming in, and especially now that, that it's uh, it's voting season here in Canada, mm -hmm. we've probably got patrons who are sitting shoulder to shoulder who are NDP or conservative or liberal, and it's nice that we can all get together and watch movies. So now that we just have a church here too, it's just another weird thing about us, kind yeah. of. This has always been my church as it is, so. Yeah, and <laughs> we've heard that a number of times. That was a joke of like, when I think for a little while, churches got a head start on us of just being open. Mm -hmm. And people were like, you guys are my church. Can you guys be open now? <laughs> Man, now you can do both. Come for church, stay for a movie. Like, why not? So speaking of, it was on, was it on Sunday? So I was multitasking on Sunday, sitting in the box office. The church was doing their thing. And we had gotten together, myself and Ian and Lee, the other owners, and the staff had put in two cents about it. And basically... Full disclosure, we, I kind of cut and paste from a couple of other cinemas vaccine verification press releases yeah. and kind of changed some words. And it was I, I was like, you know, a kid in high school, like change some words here yeah, and add a couple swears. Yeah, put in <laughs> the Mayfair and put in some distinct. But I'm sure everybody's doing that or just, and just put in some links to government websites. So we put it up on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff. And we said that it's happening the 22nd. We're learning as you are. Nothing too difficult. Basically, you show your proof of vaccination. And just by wild happenstance, we have new membership cards. So we said, this will work well. You'll get a new membership card that will kind of show that you're vaccinated. And everything. You're cool. That you're cool, yeah. 
and you were on Facebook, and both you and I, I was just edging my seat, waiting for the worst. Yeah. Waiting to be hit by 50 trolls from other provinces and cities and countries. And not only did nothing happen, it was completely good. Nothing but hearts and thumbs up and positive retweets and all those things. Mm. A lot of people saying, good job. Which, you know, we're not really doing a good job. We're just <laughs> doing what the powers that be yeah, are telling good us. Good requirement and, job. And, and, yeah. and agreeing, you know. <laughs> oh, so it was a nice feeling, though, because you just think the worst, right? Like, yeah. you could have a protest of 12 people outside yelling at you. And you're yeah. like, I don't want that. And they're really nice new cards, too. Yeah, they look great. And it'll just kind of uh, speed things up the tiniest bit when you come in. You show your ID, show your card, and we're like, oh, yeah, you're good. Oh, yeah, and before we forget, the Saturday Night Cinema walkout people. Oh, yeah. So they contacted us. Yeah, after hearing us not ripping on them. I was like, I think we were like, we were good-natured. But... We were. I think we were, yes. <laughs> but yeah, a couple of walkouts from the cinema that I presented, which, you know, there were plenty of reasons to walk out. But <laughs> yeah. then Josh Josh sent me this email, and they were, like basically had heard it, and they were like, no, no, you know, we love cinema, you know, like we go to stuff like this all the time. Like, all, and we're like, no, 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 like we believe you. you don't have to have a pedigree to come to cinema, but, <laughs> yeah. but you guys do. So congrats on that. But like, I think I had even said in that podcast that I was like, you know, it was pretty late. Like it was literally a midnight showing. Right. So it finished at God, like 140 or something like that, 145. And so I was like, you know, it could have just been that they were tired or whoever it was. And it turns out that's what it was. That's like, what I it guess, was. I guess his, his <laughs> the, it was a couple and like, and his wife had fallen asleep. And then I think like his laughter woke her up or something to that effect. And then they had to leave. And so so he was upset because he didn't get to see the rest of the movie, not because the movie upset them, which yeah. is even funnier. Like I, I laughed so hard when I read that email because I was like, oh, God, they're going to be mad or they're going to like yeah. I, I, I upset someone like let alone like a, a healthy listener of the podcast. So I was like, oh, no, now I've done it. And just like to have it be that where you're just like, no, we loved it. It was just like, we it was so late. Well, that was my reply to them. I was like, I don't go to cinema very much mm -hmm. because it's past my bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's so. too much. Like usually 11 or whatever you can do. And like full disclosure, like the bus stopped at like, I don't even know what time, but like, I just figured I would take the seven or whatever. Oh yeah. And so the, one of the buses kept going, like I could get to Rito, the Rito center, but that was it. Like not further. So I had to walk home from the Rito center, which actually was a nice walk, but right. You know, it was unexpected because it was a Saturday night. I'm like, you're telling me even during a pandemic, the bus isn't going to like two on a Saturday? That's weird. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. But yeah. anyway, so yeah, great. We love you guys. We love all yeah. the cinema types. No hard feelings. Yeah. And again, talk about edge your seat. I believe the title that they sent in the email was like, Mayfair walkout. And I was like, oh my God, somebody's organizing a protest. Here oh we God. Go. <laughs> so good. But no, it was, and I said, no, that's, it's totally fine to walk out normally, but understandable that it was just late. Yeah. That, that's why I don't go. <laughs> no, no. Even for us, it was late. Okay. So let's uh, quickly mention, because you're on a deadline, you got to go work on Lee's movie. Yeah. I'm working on Lee's movie again. Like this is going to be an exciting day. So yeah. So you've got about 10 minutes. So <laughs> we're good. Yeah. So we have four movies this week, a new one called Mogul Mowgli, and that's with Riz Ahmed, who has really oh, become kind of like... Right up there with Cage. Yeah, he's is, awesome. He's a Mayfair mainstay now. It seems like every couple months we get a new Riz Ahmed movie. And he was in Venom, too. Like, oh, yeah. I know that's not what people really think but of that him. that was here. Yeah. yeah. I say it's because Lee books anything with Star Wars alum. Yeah, so, that's fair, too. And again, people have put it akin to his last film because this one is about a, I believe, about a rapper. Oh, okay. So it's another kind of indie music oh cool heavy drama kind yeah, of movie and sound of metal i think was yeah, the one, yeah 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 so it's, it's akin to sound of metal hmm. 
Then we have another Monty Python offering, Monty oh. Python and the Holy Grail. No, a classic. Which, man, the reviews for this, even from back in the day, are just like five stars, five yeah, stars. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is arguably, very arguably, the favorite Monty Python thing. I watched it recently by happenstance because it was a friend's kid's birthday wish movie. So we watched that. Aww. Man, it's a good movie. It holds yeah. up. And it's so weird. Like, it's such a weird movie. Besides for... The five guys playing multiple roles. Mm. It doesn't follow a linear path. No. It doesn't follow a strict script uh, structure that normally a adventure movie would. Oh, but it's good. And to see it on a big screen with 50 other people laughing, it's better. That's, I like that it was a kid's request, too. Like, it's yeah. a restricted movie, isn't it? Uh, or maybe that one's not. It might not be. I know some like, of them are. Some of them are, yeah. yeah. But no, it's a, a very cool kid. My, my little fake niece, Annabelle, who's there you go. the coolest. Then we have a movie, Ottawa premiere, called Best Sellers. It just looks like a cool, odd couple of a movie with mm. Michael Caine playing a grumpy old writer. <laughs> playing Michael Caine. Playing Michael Caine. <laughs> and Aubrey Plaza playing, I believe, his wrangler as he's out on a publicity tour for his new book. Yeah. So just like a simple story, but it's just that kind of odd couple thing. But Michael Caine is is my favorite actor, hands down. And I love Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. So what was neat about this movie is on the weekend, randomly, I get an email from a woman named Lena Rosler. And she says, uh, hi, this is Lena Rosler. I'm the director of Best Sellers. <laughs> she must have just found my email on the website. And she said, I'm from Ottawa. I grew up going to the Mayfair. <laughs> I am thrilled that you guys are playing my movie. Thank you so much. A bunch of my friends and family are going to come see it. Man. Uh, I probably won't be able to make it Aww. for this movie because of, you know, COVID. Right. I don't know where she lives. I have no idea where she's from. It's a Canadian film, but she might live in Vancouver, Toronto, yeah. who knows. But I told her, I was like, well, thanks so much. It's so flattering. It's, it's so nice to hear this from filmmakers. Congratulations. And... The next time you're in town, please let us know. We'll have you drop by the podcast yeah. or something like that. It's almost like the Ask Dr. Ruth thing. It'll be worth our time to play bestsellers, even yeah. if it's like a one-night-only thing, and all of her friends and family come and yeah. people come. It's good media. So so that's really neat. It's, yeah, a, it's a local filmmaker. Yeah. She, or she can come and introduce some other random movie. Like, who cares? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the director of bestsellers. Now here's Monty Python. But boy, if, if we had her on the podcast, it yeah. would just be hard to... Not talk about her career, not talk about her training, not talk about the script. Yeah. And just talk about Michael Caine for 45 minutes. And Or the Mayfair from back in the day. That too. Yeah. Those yeah. two things only. Like, Have you seen Jaws 4? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, stop asking about Hoagie. Did you discuss Jaws 4 <laughs> with Mr. Caine? What was his motivation in Jaws 4? <laughs> in Jaws 4. So that's really neat. So I was looking forward to that before. Yeah. Now I'm really looking forward to seeing bestsellers. Definitely. And then last, but certainly not least. Not close. Um, especially for that person who complained to you that we talk about Nick Cage it's too true. much. My so-called friend. This is for you. Claims I talk about Cage too much. We have the Ottawa premiere of the King of the Mayfair, Nicolas Cage's new film, Prisoners of the Ghostland. Highly anticipated, not just by me, but mostly by me. Yeah, and it's a director who, I saw a movie called Suicide Club. Oh yeah, same. Years ago, like this might have been 15 years ago at Fantasia. Yeah, like, yeah, early 2003-ish, something yeah. like that. I don't know, maybe. maybe a bit more than 15 years. Maybe. But I I love that movie. That movie was bonkers and everything that the Fantasia Film Fest and Asian cinema should be. Yeah. Of It's, um on one hand, feels like a regular episode of Law and & Order. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, 
is about kids getting brainwashed by a pop star to kill themselves. Yeah. And they don't pull punches. <laughs> no, it's a weird movie. Like, it's almost like, well, I was going to say like two movies. It's like 10 movies. It yeah. feels like there's so much going on in that. And it's like very dark, but then it's kind of not. And, and you're just like, what's going on? Like, I remember during that era, there was a lot of like films like that I saw, uh, like, like overseas films. And I'm just like, this is enjoyable, but I don't really fully know what's going on. It almost had that... I find that in Bollywood films, the handful that I've seen, we've had a couple here, where it'll be a serious drama, and then a slapstick comedy, mm-hmm. and then an amazing musical, and then a blood and guts action movie, yeah. all in three hours. Because Indian culture, it just seems like they're like, entertain us. Yeah. Whereas if that was an American film, it would be, you know, an Adam Sandler 90-minute movie, a musical, yeah. a Law & Order episode, but they just throw it all together. And so that's what Suicide Club reminded me of. Because some parts of the movie just felt like a cop movie. Yeah. And then some parts were eight-year-olds being squished by a train. Yeah, and it's kind of a mystery sort yeah, of as yeah, well. Yeah. And it's like there's a uh, Bollywood Nightmare on Elm Street adaptation. I don't know if you knew that. But it's it's same what you just said. It's three hours. Oh it's God. a musical as well. and it's But it's horror. But it's all this stuff. So it's like, I'm not recommending it. But <laughs> right. it's just, it covers everything. Yeah, so this guy's name is Sion Sono. He has one... Six Fantasia Awards, wow. three TIFF Awards, three Austin Fantastic Fest Awards. So this is a, a big shot genre filmmaker. And that's just like North American Awards. Yes. Like, I mean, because oh, yeah. he is a legend over there. Like, yeah, and this is his first American production. Mm-hmm. And it's it looks like a comic book genre movie yeah. with Nick Cage as the good guy. And, and there is a comic book, too. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. A, the prequel. Read that. Yeah, yeah it, we found out, well, Josh found out that there's not only a prequel to this movie, but there's a prequel to Willy's Wonderland comic book. Yeah. So I don't know what it is with Cage and comic book adaptations, but this is awesome. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. And this is and this is interesting to show this back to back with Pig, because mm-hmm. Pig shows us, reminds us that Cage is just an excellent dramatic actor. Right. And in this, it's him being a bit more action hero campy yeah and and willie's wonderland so i mean this is his third movie of the year and i i for me it's looking like it's gonna be three for three because i just you know whatever you think of his movies willie's wonderland is a silent performance he doesn't even speak and then you have pig where he's very withdrawn but it's a powerful performance he doesn't yell or anything and then you have this where it looks like he probably does yell but does a bit of the withdrawn stuff so it's just like the three parts of cage all on display this year yeah, and I haven't heard if he's in the new Spider-Man animated film because he was so good in yeah, that. I hope so. I hope so, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, if you don't like Nick Cage, <laughs> there's other things for you this week. But yeah, yeah. apparently. We're I mean, all looking forward to this Nick Cage movie. That's yeah, all I'm saying. And then that's it. Like, we won't have another Nick Cage movie till next year sometime. Yeah. I think that next one is the one where he's playing himself. Exactly. Probably. Like, yeah, and that should be, I think that's like March or April or something like that. Yeah. And like, that's going to be great. I'll try not to get ahead of myself. But yeah. But this is, yeah, I think this, I've heard that visually this one is just astounding and like it very much sounds like a big screen movie. And it's kind of like from what, what I've heard, it's like Cage's performance is great, but it's also just like visually, it's, it's like a whole world or multiple worlds. So it's like yeah. you can go for Cage, you can go for the look of the film, but you get like Bill Mosley's in it too. Like, I mean, God, yeah. like this is it's just. It's going to be fun. Oh, it's gonna I'm be so good. excited. So let's tiptoe towards wrapping things up, but we won't. <laughs> Talk about these in depth. We'll do this in the next couple of weeks. We got some time. Yeah, it's true. But over the weekend, I marathoned through because Lee got a head start. So I made a whole bunch of posters and social media posts. But we have our Halloween month all set to go. Always new stuff could happen. Of there's, course. There's a couple of new films circling. So, But as we speak, we have The Evil Dead, the original 40th anniversary presentation, Eraserhead, 
Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, so the whole trilogy, The Exorcist and The Shining, Mayfair Mainstays, Mm -hmm. Poltergeist, and the grand return of Rocky Horror Picture Show in a, I'm happy to say, much anticipated... (laughs) Yeah, the way you've never seen it before. Yeah, just sit and watch edition. So the gimmick is, pretend it's 1975... But no throwing things, no yeah. dancing in the aisles, no yelling at the screen. Because, you know, we're in COVID times. We're not yeah. supposed to do any of those things. And it's going to be a smaller crowd. At most, it'll be 75 people. Mm-hmm. Our friend Sam is going to host the night, do a little introduction, and do a little Q&A afterwards. Okay. But I am genuinely excited by this because when was the last time anybody in a old-timey movie house on the big screen... Yeah sat and watched Rocky Horror Picture Show. I don't know. This sounds like the stay off my lawn edition almost a little bit. <laughs> like, the, like you, yeah. got, you guys better not be uh, having a good time in the corner. Yeah, yeah. I'll be walking around with a broomstick, <laughs> and if I see anybody laughing or clapping, I'll like poke them and be like, nope, yeah. nope. <laughs> a lot of hissing going yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> but pretty much it's a sit and watch edition, and then, uh, I don't know. It's another thing that I thought we'd get in trouble for, but everybody seems to be cool and yeah. thinking it's a good idea. Some nice Facebook messages of like, good idea for kind of pivoting with these weird times right and, well and, and, and you know someone was kind of like oh it's is it a test for the room and it's like well they're comparable <laughs> but not really comparable like because i don't know like because like you say like this is how it came out so i mean yeah. people saw it like this but the room it's like i don't know if anyone ever just watched it silently well because <laughs> silently or it's not silently but without interaction sure tim curry's great yeah oh yeah the music is great like mm-hmm. the music is great and i think you can just watch it does anybody really want to watch The Room sitting quietly? I, I just <laughs> like, don't see it. Like, because, yeah, if there were, I mean, there's, there are songs, but it's not the same kind of song. And, of course, you can clap after a song. Yeah. You know, you can laugh, of course. Sure. But it's just, really, it's like you can't be standing with your mask off, running up and down the aisles, yeah. dancing and throwing toast at each other. Yeah, don't make a mess <laughs> with your mouth or hands or anything yeah. like that, you know. Yeah, so I, I, think it's, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a neat little thing. And we're only doing it for a couple nights, so... Mm-hmm. Just a little experiment. Lots of cool stuff coming up for Halloween. Are we doing one show per night for that, or is it going to be... I think... This isn't official, but I think it's like Saturday, one show, and Sunday, which is Halloween, two shows. Okay. That makes sense. Seven and nine or something like that. Midnight on a Sunday during (laughs) COVID times? Ah, nobody wants to do that. No. (laughs) So, and who knows? Like, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know if the world's going to be back to normal in three months or a year, Mm -hmm. but Rocky Horror will be back. It seems like Disney has been smart about not locking that away. Yeah. Don't fret that this will be a nice little weird thing. And then uh, the shadow cast shall return hopefully in 2022. But at the same time, you know, we can still go with the, who knows? It could be the last time. Last one, you better come. I liked that. Every year is a fun running thing. (laughs) Yeah. Get those tickets. Yeah. It wasn't false advertising. We just really didn't know. We we still don't know. So maybe come to this. Do it. Okay. So thanks for listening, everybody. We're going to wrap things up because Eric has to go run and be a sound recordist for a major motion picture. Absolutely. You can find information at mayfairtheater.ca and on all the social medias. Any kind of updates coming for the vaccination stuff, we will let you know. Thanks for being so cooperative and supportive in that. And we look forward to seeing you again soon at the Mayfair Theater. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. I'm pretty sure I just heard Lee burst through the door. I heard Lee come in. Yeah, he's like, where's my free sound guy? Everybody hide. He's <laughs> ruining everything. Once in a lifetime, there comes a motion picture which changes the whole history of motion pictures. A picture so stunning in its effect, so vast in its impact, that it profoundly affects the lives of all who see it. One such film is... Very good, thank you. Yes, thank you. Next, please.
Once in a lifetime, there comes a motion picture which changes the whole history of motion pictures. Uh, yes, thank you. Next. Sake, let us do it. <clears throat> Once in a lifetime, there comes a motion picture which changes the whole history of motion pictures. Now, from the people who brought you the 39th anniversary re-release of Monty Python and the Holy Grail... ..and are already at work on the 41st anniversary re-release of Monty Python and the Holy Grail... ..comes the long-awaited 40th anniversary re-release of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Get on with it. Yes, get on with it! Back in the cinemas in a special new edition. I told them we already got one. With up to 25% more peril. No, it's too perilous. We are the knights who say... Bring your friends. Carry coconut shells. Wear fancy dress. This isn't my nose, it's a false one. You could even sing along if you like. Stop that. You're not going into a song while I'm here. See it again for the first time on the big screen. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberry. Or if you've never seen it, see it now for the first time. Or see it for the first time since you last saw it. Or if you're very old or very <laughs> ill, see it for what may be the last time. I'm not dead. I think I, I could pull through, sir. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Back in cinemas for the first time since the last time. God be praised.